Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. As we look toward tomorrow, the big day, the wild card day, we got football, we got playoff football today on Saturday, but we're looking toward tomorrow as the day that we see the results of this Giants team and everything kind of accumulating and, and the health um, coming to fruition at the right times. But today's episode, we wanted to just shout out Brian Dable. We want to talk about what he's brought to this team. We want to talk about the different variables um, that he's kind of used to elevate Everything, not just the players, but the staff behind the scenes and the little things that he's been doing to really help this organization take a step forward and, and, and really look toward the future as a positive one instead of saying, are we going to take a step back? Are we in a state of a rebuild? Where are we really as an organization? And right now, I think that we've managed to sidestep a rebuild, which at the beginning of the year, I think we were all kind of in agreement. This felt like a rebuild. It felt like they were going down that path. But they've managed to finally figure out a way to, I guess, win while you're rebuilding. And they've they've put that term to the to the side because you don't necessarily rebuild if you have your quarterback and you're about to extend him and you have your running back, and you're about to extend him and you have all these key, um, really talented pieces. And Brian Dable has managed to get the most out of everybody on this roster. And I want to give some respect to that. I want to talk about that reality and really just how excited we are for the future ultimately. But Anthony, when you're looking at Brian Dable, what he's done for this team and what he's done to rejuvenate the fan base, I feel alive again as a fan. And that's a lot to say after the last couple of years. How are you feeling about this game tomorrow? How are you feeling about Brian Dable elevating everybody? And how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm feeling really excited about the game tomorrow. I'm feeling really proud of Brian Dable and the New York Giants. Everything that Brian Dable has achieved this year is far more than we ever expected. As you mentioned, we thought it was going to be a rebuilding year. And in his first season as a head coach, a rookie head coach, a step in here with the 4-13 and Giants, the roster gets rebuilt, but it's not even exactly what he wants it to be. Still goes out there, finds a way to will them into the postseason. So it's an incredibly impressive job done by Brian Dable in his first year as a head coach, and you just can't say enough about him. He is my pick for NFL Coach of the Year. I know there's a few others who you could argue. Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, of course, for the 49ers. I mean, he's a really strong candidate as well. But when you look at the circumstances that Brian Dable stepped into, this is a an NFL team that hasn't made the postseason in six years. This is a historically, for the last half of a decade, terrible franchise in the New York Giants. And really, over a decade at now at this point, it's, we haven't won the Super Bowl, haven't won a playoff game since that Super Bowl in 2012. So you're talking about a full decade of losing as a New York Giants fan. And Brian Dable instantly stepped in, hit the reset button, changed the culture, and brought this team back to winning ways. It's back to our ways. The Giants slogan is for this postseason, back to the Giants way. And Brian Dable was a huge part of bringing us back to the Giants way. And I think that you just can't say enough about what he's done. So Brian Dable, again, my pick for coach of the year. And I just can't say enough about how impressed I am with what he's done with this team in his first season as head coach. I mean, coach of the year, in my opinion, should be unanimous. You know, you're looking at Nick Sirianni. There's a couple other coaches that I've obviously put some pretty great stuff on the field this year and done a great job coaching in their own respect. But we've talked about this over the last couple episodes. Brian Dable, what he's done with a team composed of backups, uh, practice squatters, uh, waiver wire claims, um, free agent pickups that were not supposed to be starting on this team is nothing short of electrifying. You know, it is unique to find a coach that is able to get the most out of players who otherwise would not be starting elsewhere. Um, and I think that's a special and a beautiful thing to see. 
what Brian Dable has done for Daniel Jones. And, and look, let's not give all the credit to, to Brian Dable because the players have to go out and actually play. They have to actually do it. Um, so I do want to say this is, you know, Brian Dable has given them the tools. They've used the tools to become better in their respective ways. So um, I, I think this is pretty exciting. Um, ultimately, when you're looking at the future of this organization, we're in good hands. Joe Shane, another guy who deserves a ton of credit. The fact that he's able to go out there and find uh, Isaiah Hodgins of the world and even the Gerard Davises of the world that made an impact in, in, a, in a game that didn't matter against the Eagles, but he went out there and showed his best. Um, look, we, we've had a rotation of players in a myriad of different positions this year, looking at the offensive line, looking at the linebacker core, looking in the secondary, looking at the wide receiver core. We went into this season not really sure what any of those units would look like at the end of the campaign. Tay Crowder was our Mike linebacker to start the year, guys. He's no longer even on the team anymore. He's on the Steelers now. Isaiah Hodgins is our probably considered our wide receiver one. He wasn't even on the team until, what, week eight? You know, you're, you're looking at guys who... It's it's special. It's a special thing to find players that may have talents or strengths and then extrapolate on them in not just you know a full season, but like a couple weeks. He's managed to get the most out of guys on a week-by-week basis and guys who, have, who don't have any real familiarity with what we're trying to do here, but they are really good culture fits as well. And I think the emphasis on the culture is something that we should discuss because you know we've talked about um, building a culture. What does that mean? What does that look like? We felt like Joe Judge had a grasp on it in the beginning, the discipline. He was holding players accountable. It felt like it was the right thing. It felt like it was the right avenue, but we learned that it wasn't. We learned a valuable lesson, you know, and, and you know, I'll be the first to tell you that it, it seems really good. Joe Judge made it seem like it was going really well. We didn't really see anything that happened on behind the scenes. Nobody did um, until it was too late, until they figured out, oh, crap, like, the players do not want to play for him. The players are, they're laying down in games and you know they're not showing maximum effort and we kind of saw what all of that accumulated to Brian Dable's approach is entirely different you know Brian Dable goes after the personal aspect of it he doesn't go after I'm going to make you feel accountable I'm going to make you feel like you have to um, you know be responsible for your mistakes instead of being responsible for your mistakes I feel like I feel as though personally Brian Dable welcomes the mistakes he wants you to make mistakes. He wants you to learn from them. He wants you to see what you did wrong and then practice, 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 practice it until you get it right. He purposefully, and we know this now, put Daniel Jones in a position to make mistakes during during training camp. Everybody was talking about, you know, I, I remember a couple articles coming out. Is Tyrod Taylor going to be the starter? Should they trade for Jimmy, Jimmy G? It is unacceptable. Daniel Jones is struggling this much. Little did we know the whole time, Brian Dable was actually creating that entire strategy. He was creating this entire um, kind of situation where Daniel Jones was psychologically being challenged to see if he could stand up to the adversity, stand up to the challenges and the hurt and the hurdles and the roadblocks and overcome them. This is next level shit, guys. You know, we haven't seen a coach do something like this in a long time in terms of treating these players the right way when they are struggling, when they are suffering through hiccups. Look at Richie James, perfect example. Fumbles twice in, you know, the punts against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Gets benched for like a week or two. Has the injury, a concussion. Bounces back, and he had probably his best game of the season against the Colts, and he was electric. And, you know, this is a player we need to step up during the postseason. I think it's kind of special to see that the Giants aren't just benching players. They're teaching them lessons, and they're learning, and they're getting better, and they're growing from that. So, Anthony, when you're looking at how Brian Dable is actually approaching this on a more personable level and using discipline to uh, teach instead of punish— I think that's a big difference from what we've seen um, in comparison to Joe Judge and Brian. 
Yeah, I mean, of course, but Brian Dable is just a good guy. I mean, you, you, you see everything that he does with the players. You see the way that the players interact with him and the way that he interacts with the players. He's just a really likable man, and I think that's what's getting him so far with this locker room because he's clearly established a relationship, a personal one-on-one relationship with all of the crucial players in that locker room and probably all of the players in that locker room in general. So when you watch those sights and sounds and you see Brian Dable interact with Daniel Jones on the sideline, they look like they've been best friends for 10 years. They, they look like they're just best buddies, but you know that it's really just because they have such a great respect for each other. Uh, of course, Brian Dable leads with respect, and when you want respect, you give respect, and he has the respect of the team. He has the respect of Daniel Jones, and those guys are working together, uh, of course, at an exceptional level, the best season of Daniel Jones's career, but just watch the way that those two interact, and I love the story that you brought up there of Brian Dable basically baptizing Daniel Jones uh, through the fire in the training camp process by making sure that he was getting terrible play calls and getting messed with in the head, because that's what Brian Dable's goal was. It was to mentally rattle uh, Daniel Jones there and see how he responds. And there's also quotes similar to what you mentioned, Alex, about how Brian Dable, even during his time in Buffalo, would tell Josh Allen, and now he's telling Daniel Jones, make those mistakes in practice. Like, you see a tight window, throw that pass that we, we might not want you to throw in a game because that's how you're going to learn. We'd rather you make the mistakes in practice than make the mistakes in the game. So you're 100% right with what you said. It's not about getting all of the fine details. You practice how you play. That That's kind of the, the school of thought that Joe Judge had. You have to do everything perfectly in practice because you'll, then you'll do it all perfectly in the game. That's the opposite of what Brian Dable says. Brian Dable says, get all of your your mistakes out of the way in practice. Throw those interceptions. Take those chances. Fumble the ball. Whatever. Make those bad plays in practice. That's going to teach you a lesson every single time you do that and what not to do in those games or even what to do. So that's why Daniel Jones, Mr. Turnovers himself the past three years, led the NFL with the lowest uh, interception percentage this season. He has been phenomenal at keeping the ball clean. And that really is a testament to this coaching staff and what Brian Dable has really instrumentally uh, developed here with Daniel Jones, Mike Kafka. They've built an offense that's centered around his strengths, whether that be his short passing game, whether that be his ability to get on the move and create some quarterback design runs. All of it is there to maximize the strength of their players, and that's just great coaching. I think that what Brian Dable has done has maximized the strength of every player. Even players that we never thought should see the field, never thought would have an impact. Those players are going out there and finding success because Brian Dable is putting them in position to succeed. You don't need to be some menacing presence on the boundary or some phenomenal Justin Jefferson level route runner if you're Richie James when you're able to get schemed open by a great offensive coordinator and head coach. You don't need to be some menacing presence in the red zone to find those open pockets in the zone if you're Isaiah Hodgins because you have some coaches who are putting you in those positions you don't have to go up there and make a Randy Moss-esque play and you know go jump over a safety and a cornerback at the same time to get the touchdown grab no because Brian Dable you trust in him he's going to get you open just run the routes do what he asks you to and he's putting these players in position to succeed and that's why the Giants are in the postseason so as you asked me at the beginning how do I feel going into tomorrow's game I feel more confident than I should because the Giants are overmatched here. They are the sixth seed going up against the three seed. They are on the road here into Minnesota. It's a tough place to play, but I do feel pretty confident that the Giants are going to compete in this game because of Brian Dable. I just think every game this season, Brian Dable has found a way to keep them in the majority of their games. He's found a way to get this team to compete, put his players in position to succeed. So 
I have no reason to believe that this postseason will be anything different. I think that Brian Dable will go in there with his best foot forward, probably call some ballsy plays, do put everything on the line because it's the postseason. That's when you do it. And so I trust in Brian Dable, man, more than I trust in anybody else on this team. I trust Brian Dable to put the Giants in position. So I think that they compete tomorrow. It's going to be a hard-fought game, and I really hope that they come away with the victory. And I'm starting to feel confident that Brian Dable can get it done. Me too. I mean, look, these players are inspired. You watched the way they played against the Colts when they needed to win that game, and it was, you know, we're, we win and we're in. They put it all on the line, and they destroyed the Colts. It wasn't just, you know, we snuck out a win, and we're like, okay, we made the playoffs, and we snuck out a win. They went out there and kicked the shit out of them. You know, they they ended their season on a very low note. <laughs> you know, demoralized them. Probably helped get their get their, you know, whoever it is fired. And someone got fired over there. I don't know who it was. But, you know, maybe it was another team. Either way. You know, you, you, they put them through the ringer, and I and I kind of feel like that's what good teams do to bad teams. They destroy them. They demoralize them. They put them in their place, and then the good teams leverage that into better performances down the road. The Giants did that, and they leveraged that into a good performance against the Eagles because they did not play poorly. They actually played quite well, and it was all of their backups. We were in within one possession of that game. Um I feel like getting Adore Jackson back, Xavier McKinney, those two pieces are back. We're going to have Azizo Jolari for the full game against Minnesota in the wild card, that's three pieces we generally we essentially did not have um, in the last meeting with them. And we only lost on a 61-yard field goal. And I think they're going to unlock Daniel Jones um, on the ground too. But, you know, what I really like about this team is that there's only three players on offense that have playoff experience. John Feliciano, Mark Glowinski, and uh, Richie James. All three of those guys, the Giants brought in this past offseason to help this team. They, I don't know if it was purposeful. I think it was more so, you know, just the cost and whatnot. But coincidentally, those three guys, three of their primary pickups, all had playoff experience. So clearly, they wanted something out of that. They wanted just the experience. They wanted, you know, what winning feels like. Um, they wanted that to translate to everybody else, and it has because a lot of these players have picked it up. Now you could say Sterling Shepard's been to the postseason, but he's not playing. I'm looking at active starters right now. Isaiah Hodgins, he's he was on the Bills, but he didn't play. So, you know, you're looking at only really three players here that have playoff experience. They're going to tell you everyone's game is going to be elevated. Everyone's going to increase their level of awareness, their level of physicality. Everything about playoff football is times 10. So we got to elevate our game. We got to take our shit to another level. And I think Brian Dable is going to help them do that because at a certain point, Look, the players do all the playing. They do all the physical stuff. But the psychological stuff happens off the field. It happens before the game starts. You don't go into that game confident unless you've been working on that, unless you've been building that up for time. It takes effort to mentally be prepared for a big moment like this. I'm most excited to see Daniel Jones can make himself a lot of money. And Saquon Barkley, too, can make themselves a lot of money if they perform well in the playoffs. Even if they lose, and but they score 30 points, and Daniel Jones puts it all on the field and leaves it there, he's going to make himself a, a, a pretty penny in addition to what he's already in line for on an extension. Um, and look, I think Brian Dale will prefer to pay his own guys. That's what the Buffalo Bills have done. And, and the loyalty aspect of what they're bringing from Buffalo stands out as a part of this culture because look at all the guys that they retain um, over the years. And they would prefer to spend money on players that fit their mold and that actually perform and, and, and elevate their game in the postseason. They'll always prefer to pay those guys over bringing in random free agents who may not fit your mold. You know, Kenny Galladay doesn't really fit their cultural uh, mold, and I think that's uh, another reason why he hasn't really played a lot. Uh, but, Anthony, when you're looking at the loyalty aspect – 
How important do you think that is? Because we've heard guys like Landon Collins. We've heard guys like OBJ. We've heard so many players come out after the fact and say Dave Gettleman was a snake. You know, Josh Norman. How many guys said that Dave Gettleman was a snake and that he would tell them one thing and then do another thing? Um, a lot of players in the league. Jonathan Stewart's another one. Um, I don't think anyone's ever said that about Shane. I don't think anyone's ever said that about, um, you know, any of the Buffalo Bills upper management. And I think that's something to keep note of is that these guys prove loyalty, they show loyalty, and they and they pay people what they're worth. And I think that it helps the mental aspect of it. Keeps everybody happy, gives everybody confident, gives everybody motivated. And that's a, a, an underrated intangible that should not go unnoticed. What do you think about that? I mean, I think that, like I said earlier, the, the players and the coaching staff have such a personal relationship. It's, like I said, Dable is a good guy. It, it's so evident that he is just a good person. And I think that's ultimately what's created the culture around the Giants. And I think one of the things that you mentioned there is Landon Collins. Now, that's a great example to bring up because Landon Collins like swore he was never coming back to the New York Giants as long as Dave Gettleman was there. That, that perfectly proves your point because now Landon Collins is on the New York Giants making plays in the postseason once again uh, six years later. I mean, when you look back to how his career came to a close with the Giants, the, the first go around, he goes over to Washington, gets paid a boatload, but... He felt like he was pushed out of the door by Landon or by Dave Gettleman rather, and Gettleman didn't really treat him fairly on his way out. And so he said, I'm not coming back to the Giants as long as Gettleman is there. Gettleman's gone, Landon Collins on the New York Giants once again, pick six against the Colts. That's what you love to see, right? And that is a real testament to the change of culture. And I even remember now, I know OBJ is maybe not the best example to bring up all the time, but when the Giants went ahead and drafted Kayvon Thibodeau, despite the media drama about the character concerns and question marks or whatever, Odell Beckham Jr. said something in a tweet. He was like, that's the same stuff they tried to say about me. I'm glad that the Giants changed their culture and they're inviting people in like that now. Some players who are a little bit polarizing in the media. Kayvon Thibodeau was polarizing in the media before he got drafted. He's actually proven to be a little bit polarizing in the media during his rookie season after the Snow Angels. But he is welcomed into the New York Giants and he's not shunned away. The, the same way that OBJ during the time with Dave Gettleman, Landon Collins, some of these guys, Dave Gettleman kicked them out of here. He didn't want anything to do with them because the media around them was pretty poor. But Kayvon Thibodeau, media around him pretty poor, they don't care. He is a talented player, so he is a spot on the New York Giants. And that is a huge difference because with Joe Shane building this team, looking for the best players possible and really seeing them through and understanding who they are as people, not just what the media says that they are, that's the big difference, Alex. I think that's what you're getting at with the loyalty, the way that the players interact with the, the management and the coaching staff. It's all respect. They respect one another. Just because the media says something about a player doesn't mean that that player is out of here, right? That's how it was with Dave Gettleman. Media doesn't like him. He doesn't want them here. But with Joe Shane, if they're a good player who works hard and puts their best foot forward on the field, they're going to be a New York Giant. They're going to learn the Giant way. And that's really that familial bond that you're seeing with Brian Dable and his players because they really do look like a family. The New York Giants locker room right now, when you watch all those stories from Jaha Ward on Instagram or you watch any of the other videos of the sights and sounds on the sideline, this team looks like a family. And I think that's really been the difference this season. They've fought through a lot of adversity, lost a lot of players to injuries. Uh, of course, lost some tough games, didn't really do that well in their divisional matchups, but they fought through it all. A lot of adversity, and here they are in the postseason. The New York Giants are there for the first time in six years, and really, you just can't say enough about what Dable, Shane, what they've done here to change the culture and get the Giants back to winning football. 
Absolutely, guys. I mean, you all know how much we love Ryan Dable. I imagine you guys are in the same boat as us. Um, but always happy to hear perspectives, opinions below in the YouTube comments. Make sure to drop those as always. Make sure to like and subscribe. We got one more day until the wild card tomorrow. We're going to be hyped. It will be on Twitter. I'll be posting all the videos, all the highlights that are happening live. So make sure to tune into that. Turn on the notifications if you want. Um, I'll be posting all that stuff so you can kind of check it out after the fact. And I'll only show you like one or two replays sometimes. You can check that out on my Twitter. And we'll have the condensed highlight video of the game up immediately after on all platforms. So keep an eye for that as well. If you want to run the game back, hopefully we got that big W. And uh, we'll, we'll have the highlights up for you immediately after so we can enjoy that together. But as always, my friends, have a fantastic rest of your day. Love to hear perspectives below. Like, subscribe, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode. Thank you.